Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day. Uh, It is Sats and Jace here for your Wednesday afternoon. Hello, Sats. (laughs) Hello. We're we're just having a conversation Uh, all by ourselves. Lucky I didn't drop the F-bomb then. Well, it's uh, it's not not like you to to do that anyway. Sats, how are you, mate? Welcome to Wednesday. Sorry to the listeners there. I was trying to find things on my computer then. I'm not quite sure what happened. (laughs) But, yeah, it's... uh, it's been a, an eventful day, hasn't it? Um, not here on Australian shores, but more overseas, Jace, because yeah. the news of Tiger Woods, one of the, the greatest sportsmen we've seen, uh, involved in a, quite a serious car accident. And seeing the images of that this morning, waking up Australian time, was quite disturbing. Um, yeah. I know as a, as a sports lover and, and followed Tiger's career that my first, the fir- my first thought wasn't a good one. I thought, oh, what's he got himself into again? Yeah. But we don't know the full details, but we do know that he was he was injured, not serious. But uh, you, you, we're going to catch up with Amelia Adams from Channel 9, aren't we? Yeah, she's over there and she's mm. been covering the story all day. We'll catch up with her real soon. Yeah, I found out from my kids. I was, You know what I was doing? I was actually in, in the lounge room watching, um, oh, what's that show you put me on to? The True Crime Cecil Hotel. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, yeah. Man, mm. I, I'm up to, don't ruin it for me. So okay. I know you've watched it. I'm halfway through the last episode. And um, I don't know. I've got my theory on it. I've got my theory. I think, I think, I think she did it herself. Focus, focus. Your kids came in and told you about oh, yeah, Tiger Woods. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they came in and said, "Dad, Tiger Woods had an accident." I've gone, "Yeah, right." And they go, "No, I'm serious." So it's really good that my kids. And then they said, "Dad, you'll be able to beat him in golf now." That's what my daughters. Oh, that's too early. I, it's what I said. That's they, how cold your twin daughters are. Well, they got that from their mother, mm. clearly. But yeah, sad news today about Tiger. I hope he's all right. He's had an operation for a lot of today. Multiple fractures in his legs. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's hope uh, everything's okay. I, I heard it, one particularly of the, for his kids. One mate. of the news reports uh, today, when they were reporting on the, on the accident, and the um, the news reporter said, uh, the the only details we have at the moment that his boat. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Tiger has broken some of his legs. How many has he got? Yeah, his, <laughs> his name's Tiger, not Spider. <laughs> Do they realise that? Hey, we've got a big show coming up. We're going to cover the Tiger Woods thing a little bit more. Kevy Walters, the coach of the Brisbane Broncos, rookie coach. Parramatta fans, they're playing you in round one yeah, at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, so uh, very lucky to have Kevy on the show this afternoon. We'll find out how things have been going there. I want to talk to him about this whole Corey Parker thing. I've got a theory around this, and you and I are at loggerheads on this. I, I don't think no, it's, no, we're not lo- loggerheads. Well, we don't agree. I, what I, I was saying yesterday is that the story was reading. This is Corey Parker um, in his interview with the Courier Mail. And for listeners who don't know, he's his services no longer needed at the Broncos. He was in, involved in some sort of coaching so he runs capacity. To the media. He runs to the media. All I'm saying is the media. The 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 story was outlining as the question was being asked. If that was the case, how come? 
Kevy didn't go face to face with him and tell him he's no longer needed. It took Corey Parker to ring Kevy, but that may not always be the case until well, you that's talk what to I the was source. Saying. Yeah. And that's what I was saying to you yesterday, and this is what I want to find out today, is because I don't think it's Kevy's job. If, if he's not his right-hand man, and remember, Kevy's just come into the system, right? Maybe it's the football manager's job to do that. So, If his know. role is a coach, as part of the coaching role, it's it's the head coach's role. But I'm not. we don't even know whether he's actually formally part of the – the coaching Well, let's, team. Uh, let's ask Kevy yeah. uh, this afternoon and also we'll find out whether whether Cam Smith is going there. Because, because <laughs> no. The, well, no, mate, the, it's said today, it, a no. report late this afternoon, apparently now the Titans are totally well, not were, interested. No, they were out of the running last week when well, mate, Mel put it to bed. He right. put it to bed. So. Okay, okay. So, so they're definitely out now. Because, I mean, it's been confirmed by a journalist. And who are you going to trust, Mel Meninga or a journalist? Let me ask that question. Jim's sitting back giggling to himself. Going, Listen to all his, these idiots still talking about me. On his tractor <laughs> with his shirt off. What did you say he was wearing? He was nude on a tractor no. last week, wasn't he? <laughs> you said that. Oh, that was on a horse, <laughs> was it? Anyway, that. Uh, by the way, our hot topic today, left-handed sports people. Yeah, where did this come from? Well, because for Tiger Woods' greatest nemesis was? Phil Mickelson. Left-handed. Yeah. I reckon left-handers are cheats. What was that? I just don't like it. Particularly left-hand bowlers. I don't like them. Okay. And they cheat. Mitch Johnson? Yeah. Lefty? lefty. Was Mitch he a Stark? Cheat? Yeah. Were you saying he's a cheat? No. Well, he's not. not no, he's... I can't. No. I don't like him. There's something about these lefties. Yep. Well, after the greatest left-handed sports people of all time. Who's a, lef- who's a lefty? Can I throw into- one up? Yeah. I'm going to throw one up. Alan Border. Oh. What a great lefty. And not a cheat. He was pretty good. Yeah. Kepler Vessels. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good boxer. Kepler Vessels. Was he? Yeah. Southpaw. Mm. Is that, if you're left-handed, does that make you a Southpaw? Or no, not always. Because right. I'm left-footed, but I'm right-handed. Are you? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a tennis player. Okay. Martina Navratilova. Was she a lefty? She was a lefty. All right. Not a cheat. one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 1533 Or shoot us a text 736 Just that I always used to get out to left-handers. I've got one of the great. Left lefties for you All right. a little bit later on. All right, save it for us right now. Let's get a sports update. Now, time for a sports day sports update for pharmacy sleep services. Get tested for sleep apnea. As we set off the top of the show, Sats, uh, the Tiger Woods accident this morning. Uh, no other vehicles involved. Driving at high speed and on the wrong side of the road, jumped over a gutter, all that sort of stuff. So um, this is what the dispatch audio sounded like, courtesy of TMZ this morning. Hey, I'm going to need a, a unit to uh, accompany the ambulance transport to HDH, please. 73, come on, it's 117, QZ assist. 902T, Hawthorne Boulevard, MTV Drive North. Rolling Hills and Faith, the vehicle ran off the road. Queen, TV Drive North, and Blackwood. There you go. That's the uh, that's the dispatch audio. Now I was I was reading something this morning in the media whether uh, a local where the accident occurred who drives that road uh, quite a, a numerous amounts of times throughout the day, and for more reports, it is a renowned um, bend in the road, whereas a lot of speed is gathered by by drivers. So, uh, and on the wrong side of the road, we don't know whether it's one of those situations where Tiger has come down the hill and, you know, when you, you veer across, just through, you, you veer mm, across to, mm. to take the corner. Mm. We just don't know. And 
But for all signs at the moment, these early signs are that he was travelling well above the speed limit. Mm. But outside of that, we don't know any other details. We don't know whether there's anything untoward that's played any part in this at the moment. Well, Amelia Adams from Nine News, who's in Los Angeles, she's been covering the story all day. She has the latest for us right now. Uh, Amelia, what is Tiger's condition this afternoon? Well, the latest is that he has got very serious injuries, but not life-threatening. So that's good news. Uh, We're waiting to hear an update from his surgery because we know that he has undergone or potentially is still undergoing surgery in hospital for multiple leg injuries. And we're just hearing reports that that includes uh, leg fractures and a shattered ankle. Um, So serious injuries to both legs. But when you look at the pictures, and I'm sure you've seen um, Mm. on the Today Show on Nine News throughout the day, just incredible. You know, the vehicle that he was driving is a total write-off and how he survived it all. um, First responders have said that really, you know, it it should have been fatal. He was was saved, his life was saved by the fact that he was wearing a seatbelt and the airbags did deploy. Um, You know, this happened at quarter past seven in the morning. He drove onto the wrong side of the road. He crossed a median strip. It is a, a stretch that's quite renowned. It's quite sort of windy and dangerous, renowned for accidents. Um, the car flipped and rolled. He had to be cut out with an axe. Um, again, first responders have said, you know, he, he likely was going at a speed greater than normal, but that he was quite lucid and calm and responsive, communicating when they got to him um, to cut him out and take him off to hospital uh, for that surgery. So... They've put it down to a police putting down the accident to speed. Is that, is that what they're putting down? Did he hit anything? Did he dodge an animal? Is there, is there anything other than that that the police can tell us at this stage? There's no indication. There's no indication at this stage that there was any other vehicle on the road or, or anything else on the road that was involved. And they are saying he was driving at speed and that he didn't seem to be affected. Uh, there were no signs of impairment, although obviously tests are underway. And as I said, he was communicating quite normally. Um, and obviously that's, you know, that's something that springs to people's mind because Tiger Woods um, has had a bit of a history of, of, course, uh, of car yeah. accidents, shall we say, and he, he was recovering from back surgery. We know that. In fact, he was in the area because he's hosting this golf tournament there, um, not playing as he recovers. But even yesterday, you know, he's on the golf course. He was talking about whether he might return to the Masters, which is only, uh, what, what are we, less than two months away now. So yeah. that's obviously not going to happen now. But he was also um, shooting a TV series. And the reports coming from TVMZ are that he, he sped off from the hotel this morning where the crew was staying and, and almost hit another car. And, you know, that's unconfirmed. But I'm telling you because TMZ is really reliable in this sort of stuff. They're very tapped into their sources surrounding the TV industry. So that's that's what they're reporting, that Tiger Woods sped off this morning. Someone saw that he was, you know, driving really fast and almost hit another car. And then um, not so long later, he came off the road uh, a little bit down the track. So that's what we're hearing from them. But as, you, as I say, you know, test results and the crash investigation uh, is underway. So we await the results of that. Um, but at this stage, you know, the message from law enforcement that we're getting here is very much this was a very bad accident uh, and nothing untoward. All right. Amelia Adams from Nine News. Catch all the latest tonight from 6 o'clock. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, there you have it. So we'll find mm. out, no doubt, over the next 24 hours if there's any more information uh, to come to light. 0477 736 736. The greatest left-handed sports people. Someone <laughs> stole my thunder just here. Oh. Mm. He didn't put his name or she didn't put her name. Rod Laver. Of course. <laughs> 
I have to keep reminding myself he was a lefty. So when you think of left-handed sports people, you think of tennis players straight up, don't you? Absolutely. Like we've had a, a call. I think it was Chris from the Gold Coast and now uh, Daryl from Bathurst has sent a text going, Super Brat, John McEnroe. I loved, I loved John McEnroe. My favourite tennis player of all time. And we often, again, argue a lot yep. about this. You, your boyfriend, Nick Kyrgios, mm-hmm. you say to me, how's he any different to John McEnroe? My, my answer to that one is McEnroe had talent. Mm. And that's like no, no, he's we got put talent. up with, we just, put up with his one bad... grand slams. That's the difference. No, Kyrgios hasn't even got the same amount of talent as McEnroe had in his tiny little fingertip. Yeah, true. All yeah. right. So at least he could but back he's got it talent. up. Anyway, not move much. On. Souths have no appetite to grant Adam Reynolds a four year contract wish. Um, they say they've been burned by the, the, the thing with Sam Burgess. They yep. signed him for a four-year deal. Now, Reynolds is earning close to a million bucks, but knows you'll need to settle for around six hundred, six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season to be at Redfern in twenty two twenty three. Sats, my question to you is if you were a new club, yep, uh, and you were looking for a halfback, yes. How old will he be in twenty twenty two? Would he be thirty? He's thirty he's thirty now. So he's thirty one, so I think, midway through this year. Okay. What would you pay him and is he is he worth signing? For next year? For twenty twenty two. Okay, so 30, Yeah, next year. Yeah. So thirty one. Um he's played a lot of games. Hasn't missed a lot of games either. He's been really resilient. Um I I would say at 31 years of age, Jace, he's about 600. Yeah, because you've you got to remember, 6, 650, I reckon, because he has, uh, last three years, he's been over 200 points a season, uh, a lot of clutch moments. Mm. Um, he's actually he's part of one of our segments a little bit later on, actually. But um, but in saying that, um, yeah, the, more, the older you get, obviously, as, as you get over the top of 30, when you look at a when you look at a graph, your your pay obviously goes down. Mm. Doesn't matter whether you're at the top of your game. You just you got to be you got to be hesitant as a club. You've got to factor in the future, right? Exactly. And you're getting older, and yeah. you slow down, and you're not as agile and as, as much speed as what you once had. So you got to expect to come down. So yeah, I'd, I'd say anywhere from anywhere from five fifty to six fifty, I'd be comfortable with. At, that's at thirty one years of age. And, and how long would you sign him for? Just two seasons? Two seasons. Okay. Yep. So Souths are on the money. Okay. What are they thinking? Well the the, the figure being thrown around at the moment is six six to six fifty. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because you gotta understand that, you know, players like Adam Reynolds, they offer so much to you other than on the field. He's a red fern boy through and through. He's uh he's a fan favourite. Uh, he bleeds uh, the the Cardinal and Myrtle. Mm. So, and off the field with with sponsors and fans and, you know, he's, he's a selling item also for the bunny. So it's not about what he brings to, to you on the field as well. So that's got to be taken into account. Right, yeah. Trials this weekend. Uh, do you agree with Sats, by the way? Uh, 0477 736 736 or 1300 42 15 33. Is Reynolds worth a two-year extension and around that, let's say, $600,000? Well, mark. they're balking at four years. Yeah, they are. A four-year extension, which will take him out to 35. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying South have offered that 600, by the way, but yep. the, the game, people around the game are suggesting that's probably a mm. fair amount, which is 400,000. So yeah, I think he's on about 900 now. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is not bad. Trials this week in the NRL. Saturday, the Storm are taking on the Knights in Albury. 
Uh, the Raiders are playing the Roosters. Will the Roosters take the jet down to Seaford Oval? Is there an airport at Seaford? I mean, I know it's Canberra Airport, but maybe they can just land that private jet uh, in the car park at, at Seaford Oval. Uh, the Sharks versus the Bulldogs at Jubilee. Jeez, that'll be a good game. Seaford Oval. That was a horrible oval to play at. The one of the worst. Before it, it, been Bruce, cold. before it was Bruce Stadium, it was really long. And Badge tells us they deliberately used to leave it really long. So he used to bring down your, your long studs, but... But the grass used to go up over your ankles, and all the Canberra players loved it. It was just like their backyard. Yeah, um, great. Yeah, that great game at Jubilee. I'm looking forward to seeing the Bulldogs. Mm. Near strength Bulldogs versus the Sharks. Uh, the Titans and the Warriors in Lismore. Who the Titans also play the Warriors in round one. They do too. That's at Oaks Oval, I think, in Lismore. Good, good ground. Rabbitohs and Dragons, of course. The Charity Shield Saturday night in Mudgee. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, that's it's gonna a be great. beautiful field. It is like carpet. Is it? Yeah, it's a beautiful field in Mudgee. Uh, we believe 50% crowd, so about 5,500. Yes. That'll be okay. Eels and the Panthers at Penrith Stadium. I'm a little bit disappointed that game hasn't been taken out to and, – and, and the and same as the one at Jubilee over. I'm just surprised they haven't been taken out to regional centres just to give them a bit of taste of footy. Like I could see that game being played in Bathurst. Yeah, well, for example, take a, they take a few games to Bathurst. They do. They take the Canberra game there because mm. um, it's kind of in between. Uh, and also the Broncos and the Cowboys playing at Redcliffe on Saturday night. One game on Sunday. Tigers are taking on the Seagulls at Leichhardt. Great oval that. So uh, plenty there. All those games, hang by on the a way. Sec. Hang on a sec. How come if it's not okay that the Eels and Panthers don't take it out into the regional oh, areas? Like, like but the Hart. Tigers and Seagulls is in Leichhardt. Oh, Leichhardt's the bush. <laughs> Snoring, waking up tired. By the way, all those games are being streamed along with the Joseph Suwali reserve grade game. I just saw something come through late the Sarvo. The Roosters, eh? Uh, Joseph Suwali's playing reserve grade. North's Bears, I think it's versus the Raiders. Yeah. That's going to be streamed on KO. No. Yes. That's how much interest this kid's got. I mean, this kid is a a bit of a freak of nature. He's a little bit like when GI came in and and we all salivated at 18 years of age. (laughs) But then again, we've seen plenty that haven't gone to the next the level. Out, also. Yeah, so. Yeah. so, yeah, that game, everything's been streamed, which is great. Another great initiative from the NRL and and streaming services like KO that we're able to watch all these trials, which has been fantastic. See those young players, mm. see how they're going and, and, you know, who's popping their head up in, in the new season. Snoring, waking up tired. Find out if you have sleep apnea. Book a home sleep test at Pharmacy Sleep Services. As you know, we've been doing the Sports Stars of small business series, two sats. And tonight I want to talk to a bloke that I know pretty well. Uh, his name's Scott. And I'm going to have to call you Scott from now on because this is official. Scott Sattler, you've gone from a rugby league career. Are you doing? Into a business now, career. Now, listeners, what? I didn't know about this because I didn't know this segment was going to be on, but are you throwing me in here because you couldn't find anyone else? No. Or? I okay. actually, no. Listen, truth be told, I did sort of tell you last week that I'm thinking about using you because – and but I forgot to tell you today okay. <laughs> uh, until now. Um, but I find your business – this is a series of interviews we're doing that sports people have transitioned to the business world and you've got one of the most fascinating businesses going around. It's called Complete Corporate Services. It's a private investigator network, right? Yeah, it's an investigative firm, Yeah, uh, risk assessment. And um, so we, we – represent a lot of law firms, um, private corporations, and uh, yes, but a, a large portion of our work is, is working with, with law firms on a number of areas, whether it's criminal matters, um, insurance on behalf of the, the plaintiff, the person who's been injured, or the insured, actually the company that, that insures 
a person who is injured. So uh, it is quite fascinating. Every every day is different. I, I hear I hear some of the stuff going on in the background. You're not mean to, meant to because no, that's I'm confidential. Not, no, I'm not that stuff. But I, I'm not saying I don't hear anything about specific cases. But I, I, I want to ask you a question, Sats. Yep. How did you go from making that tackle <laughs> in, a, in a 2003 grand final? Stop it. No, no. But uh, but what made you become a private investigator? I joined the police force when I was 18, Queensland right. Police Force, and then I got my first contract and at the Gold Coast Seagulls, and they said, you've got to do one or the other. So I said, oh, footy, and I'll join the police force whenever football finishes. When I retired, I was going to join the police force. Then I got the opportunity, the Gold Coast, then Gold Coast, well, the now Gold Coast Titans, to be part of that Gold Coast NRL bid was successful. Now I was there for four years. And then, and then when I left there, I started just doing a bit of moonlighting for a friend of mine who had a, an investigation firm. And... Um, I conducted a series of um, risk assessments and full full reviews on on some codes. Their their football operations, AFL, rugby league. They're they're full operations. So I went and did like a full uh, review of their operations and, and put a report in. And, and my this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Red Energy for one hundred percent Australian electricity and gas and. Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Welcome back to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews for your Wednesday night. Normally a very quiet day Wednesday in NRL circle, Satsy. Yeah, it is. Uh, We've got a man who's in his first year as head coach with the Brisbane Broncos. Of course, that is club legend Kevy Walters. How are you, Kevy? Hey, yeah, good afternoon, gents. Yeah, it's going well. Thanks. Looking forward to uh, the weekend's trial against the Cowboys, of course, and then weekend off and then into Parramatta for round yeah. one, which is... Yeah, it's all very exciting. Start to smell the danker. Hey, before we start talking about the footy, how's Alan been? You, you <laughs> mate, Alan Lang. How's it been linking with him again? No, leave the mateship out of it, mate. He's, he's no mate of mine. Uh, <laughs> no, look, he's been good. He's a Bronco through and through, and a terrific guy to have around the place. Just his knowledge and his um, the way he just you know goes about his business. It's great to have him around, yeah. and you know he's. He's like everyone, disappointed with what happened last year you know, at the Broncos. But uh, we're about fixing that up this year and making sure that we do everything that we can to you know, get the club back on track. Kevy, you've had a few challenges in the off-season. Um, what has been the biggest one for you taking over as the coach at the Broncos? Uh, the big one for mine has been uh, you know, just working on our defensive patterns and our, and our structure and defence last year. you know, I think they were the worst defensive team we'll have pretty much last at everything at the Broncos. So... That's where we started. We know that the you know the good premiership teams um, and the teams that you know go well into September or October, whenever the grand final is these days, um, they've got you know good defensive structures. So that's what we've been working on. And the other thing is the you know the togetherness of of the the players. And you know it was pretty humbling for them you know last year with what happened. And um, you know I guess you lose a lot of confidence, you lose a lot of faith in those around you, and you just try to go and you know, solve things by yourself. So. That's been our big thing is getting that togetherness there again with the Broncos and also working you know, really hard with our defensive patterns and our defensive structures. Yeah, pretty important, the unity, isn't it? Now, to be the Pangai Jr., like he's one of my favourite players when he's on, Kevy. When taking the role, mm. was one of your discussions with him how important he is to be on the field as opposed to being off it? Well, that's right, Sats. And now that happened a lot last year for different reasons with the, you know, the, the top sort of 10 players not being involved in the season as such. A lot of them were either suspended like Tavita was or injured. Matt Lodge spent a lot of time on the sidelines with injuries. Anthony Milford was the same. Um, so 
you know, I guess this year for us, it's about getting those, you know, those your key players, your best players on the field regularly and getting them, you know, playing at a level where they're capable of and, and what's expected of them. I mean, Tavita at his best, you know, wouldn't find too many better forwards, you know, in the competition uh, with his explosiveness and his power and the way he can change games. But at his worst, and we've seen some of that last year as well, um, you know, he's sort of no value to anyone. So we need to get him on the field and playing the football that, that he's capable of. Now, there's been so many big signings. Well, there is every pre-season, off-season, Kevin. And there's one that's flown under the radar, and I think you guys got one of the one of the better ones. I think he's one of the most skillful forwards we've seen in the modern game for a long time. And of course, that's John Asiata. Is, is he the player that yeah. for you, who is such an attacking player, that that adds that dimension that the Broncos haven't had, especially last year? Yeah, exactly, Sats. You know, as you say, he's a kind of skillful player, a very skillful player, and he brings a, a different dimension to our attack. And we've got a lot of mobile, hostile forwards, you, you know, middlemen that can make yards and bust tackles. But this guy's a creator, and you know, he's great for our mix in the side. He also, and even more importantly, you know, away from the football field and, and off the field, he's been a great leader for our younger forwards as well. You know good mentor for them. He's got good experience now. He's a premiership winner with the Cowboys in 2015. And, uh, yeah, we, we've picked up a, a good one there. From what we've seen so far from John, he's been outstanding for us. Is he potentially captain material, mate? And are you close to making a decision around the skipper? Yeah, we're, we're very close to making a decision. Alex Glenn um, will captain the side, you know, this Saturday night. It's his testimonial game in, in a all things being equal, you know, I think Alex uh, is the right person as well to, you know, to lead the club forward uh, for the 2021 season. He's Everyone had a tough year last year and Alex uh, was one of those players with injuries and the like and the way the club went. So we'll give him the opportunity. You know, I've worked with Alex a little bit in the past when I had different times at the club and I always found him above anything else as a club man and a good Broncos man. So that's what we need to lead this club, you know, for the 2021 mm-hmm. season. Oh, yeah. Kevy, there's been a lot of talk in the last 24 hours. Corey Parker's come out and said, you know, he didn't hear from you and all that sort of stuff. And Sats and I have actually mm. dueled about this, you know, on air a bit. And I, and I we, first of all, what was his role uh, in in the coaching team? Was it a senior coaching role, or, or was it just as a consultant? No, I, well, again, again, I believe I don't know have all the information because I wasn't at the club last year, and I, I used to work with Corey at Fox, and he yeah. he was. Um, uh, through the COVID period, couldn't work at the club, so I, I'm, I'm not sure 100% what his role was last year. But I just felt, uh, you know, last year for this coming season that we needed some experienced coaches around our, our younger squad, our young players, and we picked up those two in John Cartwright and Terry Madison. Both have coached for you know for 20 years or more. Both have had senior coaching roles, uh, both here and overseas. So the experience factor for mine was that was the telling tale, and I've been really pleased with. You know what, what we've come, how we've come together as a package. You know, because obviously it's a it's a team event, and also from a coaching point of view, it's a team event as well. So yeah, and Corey, yeah, look, I understand he's a little bit upset. Um, he's been a great Broncos player, and he was involved with the club. Uh, in what capacity, I'm not entirely sure. Last year, I think he was doing some defensive work with with the players, but you know, we've just gone down a different path, and um, certainly respect everything that Corey's done in the game, and you know. I've, uh, you know, I wish him well. Um, I'm sure he'll be back at the Broncos, you know, at some stage in the near future. Now, Kevy, uh, we spoke to Johnny Cartwright last week, your, your mate from 1990. He's, he blames you for getting pepper sprayed in France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, probably was me. I was, I was the cheeky one that couldn't fight, and Cardi was the big one that could. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I hit behind him, mate, and he cop actually he cop most of the macing that night, uh, being a bigger <laughs> man. So, uh, but that was quite an experience. It was a very it was a bonding experience. We thought they were bloody hard. We could understand for a start what they were saying, but geez, when they hit us with the mace, <laughs> they hit us pretty hard. I can tell you. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Kevy, you had a trial last week against Winham and you know, Tavita and Matty Lodge, and a, a few of the first graders played. What do you take from those trials against your feeder club? Do you take much from those at all? Or is it just about purely about those senior players getting minutes under their belt? Well, that was a big one for us, was to give, um, you know, Tavita and Matt Lodge. Uh, Tessie played as well. Tessie Nee, mm-hmm. who, you know, looks like being one of our, our centres to, to start the season. Um, Jesse Arthur's another one in contention, you know, for a first-grade spot, you know, for round one. So it's a few of those guys that um, needed to play, as well as giving an opportunity to some of the younger ones that have trained and trialled with us, you know, over that uh, period, over that, you know, sort of Christmas and then uh, post-Christmas. So, yeah, did we get much out of it? Yeah, you always get things out of trials, you know. It was, it was a good hit out for our, our players. It was a good hit out for Wynnum. I thought Wynnum showed some really promising signs uh, for their season, you know, ahead in the Intra Super Cup. And they've been a good, strong club, haven't they, yeah. for the last, you know, three mm-hmm. or four years. So um, it was a good experience here for us. Uh, we look forward now to this weekend against the Cowboys, you know, and looking to, to improve even more from what, what we started on last week. Now, the kid I've been watching since he was about 14 or 15, Kevy, and you've seen a fair bit of him now over the over the pre-season, young Reese Walsh, and like trying to yeah. tell many people who want to listen about up-and-coming potential NRL players. You, you yeah. like the attributes of what you've seen with this young fullback? Yeah, I certainly do, Sats, and uh, you've, you've seen a lot more of him than that of I have seen him play a couple of times for Queensland, a little bit in the under-18 club, or two years ago now, wasn't it, when they won the... Um, yeah, the uh, national the, title, the, yeah. The Melbourne Inga mm. national title, yeah. So, yeah, he's come in, hasn't played. Unfortunately, for the sad thing for a lot of these young players, they just missed a whole you know, season of rugby league last year. I think Reese had one game in an under-18s game, or, and then that was it for the season for him. And all he could do all year was train. So I'm really happy, and, and everyone is you know, around the game, that our... That our grassroots and, and our and our pathway systems are, are back up and running for this year. At this stage, they are anyway. The Interest Super Cup has been such a mm. wonderful breeding ground, and Sats, you've seen them all come through mm. with your commentary over the years, with, you know, with Channel Nine. That the, the pathway here, and you, you need to, to do your time at Interest Super Cup level. And you know, from the great Cameron Smith, you know, he had a good season at Norse way back in was it two thousand and one. Yep. You know, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, all these players. Matt Gillette, you know, they've all come through the intrust system. So it's good that Reese will be able to cut his teeth in there. And, and if he's that good, well, he'll get a game in first grade. But right now we need him to go back and play, you know, against men and against uh, players that have been, you know, hitting hitting the pavement for the last 10 years at intrust Super Cup level. And let's see what he can do back there. And then, we'll, you know, he'll, he'll progress through. He's, yeah. he's a good young player. He's got a good mindset as well. When you put a deadline on Cam Smith and, and say to yourself as a coach, I've just got to move on. Well, we're, we're moving on as we speak, Sats. I mean, we haven't heard from the... You haven't got his... He, he might have changed numbers. So I actually texted him two awesome. months ago, but he's yet to get back to me, <laughs> Kevy. Well, I, well I, texted him, I texted him two months ago as well, and I'm still every time the phone beeps or text. Oh, this will be Smithy now, but no. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on regardless. Look, if he becomes available, and obviously we'd be interested, but if not, we're just getting on with things. We've got you know, more than capable players here at the club. Jake Turpin is one that'll get a, you know, an opportunity this weekend to, to show his words. And Jake missed most of last year as well. So um, it's a great opportunity for him this weekend and into round one to, to show us what he can do with the nine jumper here at the Broncos. Kevy, we've got a lot of Parramatta supporters that uh, listen to our show in Sydney as well. So 
when they travel to Suncorp Stadium February 12th, that's uh, the Friday night game, what do Parramatta fans, what are they going to see from the Brisbane Broncos? What do you want to see? Well, I want to see a committed team from, from the Brisbane side. We know what Parramatta can do. We've seen a lot of them in the last couple of years really blow the Broncos you know, off mm. the field, particularly um, uh, the last sort of 12 to 18 months. So, yeah, they're, they're a good side. They're well coached. They're good, experienced players. So, from our point of view, we just want to you know, go out there and make our supporters and all of our fans and our team and our, our players, we want to put in a performance that we can be really proud of. You know, we need to be courageous, we need to be brave, we need to be all those things that you need to be, you know, in round one. That'll be a tough encounter for us. So I think they were top four side last year, Parramatta. So they're in good touch um, from last year. And, you know, it's a great way to start the season for us, you know, at Suncorp Stadium against a, a classy side like the Eels. Um, it, it's a great challenge for our guys, but I'm sure we'll be ready for the Eels, fellas. This yeah, is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. I've got to mention too, uh, Four Pines Brewing Co. is the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats and myself. That's my own little sponsor. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to get the founder on. We've got asking questions about what's it like to own your own beer. I company? want to know why Four Pines. Yeah, good question. Yeah, save that one for tomorrow. I think yeah. it might have something to do with Manly Beach. Uh, anyway, our hot topic tonight: best left-handed sports stars. After we we're talking about Nicholson, who is Tiger Woods's nemesis. arch arch nemesis. Mm. Yeah, so some great texts coming through on oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. That's yeah. Well, I, 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 mine was always going to be Rod Laver, but someone already beat me to the punch. Um, jo, uh, John McEnroe's been a favourite as well. Phil Mickelson, who you mentioned, I mentioned Martina Navratilova. But yeah, you're right. We've got some really good ones now. Soccer's a hard one because you're not really sure which one's the favoured favoured foot. But Nick from Newcastle, the greatest lefty, Maradona. Well, he used his left hand, didn't he? Was that the left hand, yeah. left hand of God? There you go. That's probably what he's talking about. Is that what you're talking about, Nick? Probably. Yeah, the greatest lefty. But I think he was a lefty as well. Um, can't split Marvin Hagler. This is from Ron. Marvin, Mar- Marvis Marvin Hagler and Wayne Gretzky. Because, again, uh, hockey, Wayne you don't really Gretzky, know. Yes. Marvis Marvin Hagler, he used to go from South Poor to, to Orthodox. He was an amazing fighter. Um, now, hi, Sats and Jason. Here is one of the best tennis players for a lefty, the great Austrian Thomas Muster. Yes. French Open. Yeah, he won a couple of times there, doesn't he? Yep. Um, Jimmy Connors, Mark Ocalupo. Now... Does ben it, Hogan. Does it matter if you're left or right-handed if you're on a surfboard? No, well, you're a lefty. You face yeah. the other way. Right, gotcha. Yeah, so you've got a natural. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Or a goofy footer. That was Sly from Harrington. Uh, the greatest left-handed sports person would have to be Babe Ruth. Love the show. I'm a new listener. Ed, yeah, Babe Ruth was a lefty. Well done, Ed. One of the best of all time. What about Ian? Guys, Sir Garfield Sobers wasn't a bad lefty. What, how good was he? What about Clive Lloyd then? I'll take a Garfield Sobers and I'll throw in a Clive Lloyd. The master blaster. Incredible. No, that was Viv Richards, mate. Was too. Yeah. Uh, what about, um, well, if while we're on the subject of uh, West Indies, Brian Lara. He was okay. Mm. Not that great. They reckon? But no, he was uh, absolutely Bruce Reed. Oh, Bruce Reed. Yeah. I stood next to him on the toilet once at a luncheon. Anyway, that's a different story. We're running out of time. You'll be and not the right time <laughs> slot either. You'll be playing away with Car Air Conditioning Service at Refco Authorised Service. Book at refcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for Keys Open Season. On now with match-winning deals uh, when we come back. Chris Nelson on Sports Day. 
This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's Open Season. On now with match-winning deals. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Oh, it certainly is. And the man who's got all the information we need tucked into his little black book is Chris Nelson. Hello, Chris. How are you, Jase? Mate, I'm very good. We're going to get some tips uh, from you for Eagle Farm shortly, but the fields are out for the Sunshine Coast this Saturday. Yeah, we race at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. It's a Tattersall's Racing Club Day, and the feature race uh, is the Tattersall's or the Tats Members Cup, and that's uh, race number eight at 4.50 local time. But we have some of these important lead-up races uh, to the rich jewel races at the Gold Coast, which are being staged two weeks from Saturday, uh, two-year-old and three-year-old jewel. So race number three this Saturday is a a two-year-old Phillies jewel prelude. Race number four is a two-year-old Colts and Geldings jewel prelude. And race number five is the three-year-old prelude where the... Uh, both sexes will meet head-on there. So it's three really good lead-up races for the Gold Coast in a couple of weeks, plus that Members' Cup. And we kick things off on Saturday afternoon at 12.23 local, and the last race will be run at 5.28pm. And I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that by Saturday we should be racing on a good surface. All right, mate. And uh, i got some tips for Eagle Farm tomorrow. I have my biro and paper ready. What do you got? All right, here we go. Good thing. Race three, number two, Mangione. 2,000 metres was too far, two starts back. 1,600 metres was too short last time. 1,800 metres is just perfect tomorrow. So race three, number two. (laughs) Like a nursery rhyme? It sounds like Goldilocks, mate. (laughs) I was going to say, when I was saying that, I was thinking exactly the same thing. (laughs) What's the name of the horse again? What's the name of the horse? Mangione, race three, number two. Rightio. And race six, number two, Aringi Spring was a really good run at Doombin last time. Just went back, a bit of a negative ride there from the gate. They made a lot of ground in the straight in a race where they dawdled in front. So that was an exceptional effort. I think uh, tomorrow there's, on the map, there's not a lot of speed there. So uh, Leah Kilner will roll forward, I would hope, and settle in the first three or four. And from there, Aringi Spring will go very close to winning. That's race six, number two. All right, mate, plenty going on. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast, And, of course, the double-up this weekend on the sunny coast. We'll chat again tomorrow, Chris. I look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Right, time for local legends. Wanted, search bowls clubs near me. Uh, Luka Doncic today in the Mm -hmm. NBA hit a three-pointer right on the buzzer for the Mavericks to beat the Celtics in the NBA. Have a listen to this, Sats. 107-107, eight seconds to go. Doncic down to three seconds, two seconds. Doncic for the win. Oh, yeah! Luka Doncic, the dagger. That's what you want as a professional sports person. The ball in your hand, three seconds to go, bang. There you have it. Local legends wanted the bowls grin is just up the road. Search bowls clubs near me. This is Sports Day. It's open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best seven-year warranty across the road. Range. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? 
Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.